Hey, welcome back to Hour 2 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. How's it going, Stella? Stella! Stella! <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. You know, I've got that clip. <laughs> I'm going to use it one of these days. It's, I'm excited about the show today because there's a lot of things that we could really bring up that are so important, especially about the uh, the... Uh, interview with Tucker Carlson with Andrew Tate. He had so many amazing things to say that made so much sense that people don't even talk about anymore. Well, we're going to talk about it, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> this was this was funny. <laughs> that was like a whole good times, good times kind of moment from Saturday Night Live. You know that, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> we were talking about something before the break, and Luke was was talking about this conversation he was having with who, who was this the 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 attorney was it the attorney general of no it was the district attorney district attorney of New Mexico uh, right thirteenth judicial district thirteen okay yeah. so I I want to play this just because it's just too darn good. Um, so, so here we go. Let's see here. I'm gonna you, for you guys that are watching video, you can see the video of this thing too. It's just let me hopefully this works okay. Let's see. I'm gonna bring this up. Okay, that and that and come on, come on, come on. I'm trying to bring it up. Some of these things that people say give madness a whole new meaning, they do. I want you to listen to this like hypocrisy. This it, it's it's, it's ab- it leaves you dumbfounded. <laughs> it, it 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 does. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. So. Are we ready? Minutes and thirty three seconds. You said I'm doing less in my policy than I'm doing less. My policy is less restrictive than the Supreme Court says I have the right to do. That's what I'm telling you. What's your question? What does the Supreme Court give you authority to do? As I've explained to you a million times, the Supreme Court supports implementing mandatory vaccinations. That was what I meant. The Supreme Court supports mandatory vaccinations. Is that what you... That's not what I said. Sounds like I can't give you a law lesson, Lucas. That is not what I said. There's a huge difference in what I said and what you said. Implementing was the one word I missed. When okay. Implementing. Implementing. So the Supreme Court supports implementing mandatory vaccinations is what she said. And I said the Supreme Court supports mandatory vaccinations. And she well, said, that's not what I said. There's a huge <laughs> difference between what you said and what I said. Well, I'm, she, she I'm said really it, confused here. Yeah, she said well, it at a higher pitch. Implementing, no, I get yeah. it. Implementing because, I mean, they don't support mandatory, but they will support implementing mandatory vaccinations. So I get it. I mean, I left out a verb. So, so wouldn't supporting it also involve implementing it? That's the part I'm trying to figure out, well, I would think. Well, I guess they support either way, according, I mean, I see. the word support, I guess, would be right. Yeah. Know? So, I guess, you know, supporting mandatory vaccinations wasn't the verb she was looking for. She wanted implementing. Implementing. Implementing was the verb that she wanted me to make sure that I expressed, which mm. I didn't, I guess. So Shame on you. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> when you hear the demeanor, I'm like, this is a person that I worked for in, you know, on her brief period, really, it was uh, about nine months. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, it was. I, she had actually changed the demeanor of the office because before that, if you can imagine, the my boss was even worse. And so, yeah, this was this is this was a good change, and then you know, and then it wasn't. So right, <laughs> you know, my uh, my good friend and roommate, he uh, he, I do contracting work. Okay, and so. Throughout, actually, throughout the scamdemic, I was actually working more than ever because there were a lot of people that left the state. <laughs> they were saying, screw this, I'm out of here. And they, and they haven't come back. They're gone. And some people just said, you know, I'm, I'm too old for this crap and I'm just going to retire. And, and so, so I had all of this work coming. And so not only that, but there weren't, there wasn't any competition. They had all left the state. Yay, <laughs> they were gone. Yay. They all quit. <laughs> so I had the upper hand here, nice. you know? So I, I go to these places and they try to say, well, you got to wear a mask to work in here. And I'd say, no, I don't. I'm not going to do it. Do you want your work done or do you want me to wear a mask? You're not going to get, you know, that's, that's it. If, if you want to say that I got to wear a mask to come do, to fix your stuff and get your, get your, company back online and get all these things working again i'm not going to abide by your stupid mandates you know i'm not going to do that and it's so funny (laughs) my my friend he he reminds me that he says i would have been fired if i complied (laughs) that's not far from the truth it's like these people would call up call he'd well i want to talk to your boss he'd say fine here you go and they'd call me and they'd say, your employee is refusing to comply with our mask mandate. I said, good. That's what I told him to do. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, huh? <laughs> do you want your work done or not? Right. Yeah. So, so. They, they, they didn't have anyone else that they could call on. It had to be you, right? I mean, it had to be me. There, were, there was nobody else. So do you want the company running or not? Yeah. It's like, I, 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 you know, my attitude was, and, and this is what it means to stand up fearlessly for your for your freedom and your liberty this is what it takes you have to be willing to accept the consequences and say no my freedom and liberty is more important to me than this stupid job it's my body my choice that's right don't start that my body my choice (laughs) my body my choice you know i would be standing out on the street corners when i was out there protesting with a bunch of friends and i'd have a sign that'd say my body my choice and i'd have like a picture of a syringe on the on the on the thing oh my god i got cursed out by so many of these people they would be driving by and flipping me off and say how dare you say that they don't see the hypocrisy in any of the statements that they make um especially when it's something yeah your my body especially i mean i used to weigh 240 pounds i was pre-diabetic my mom had been diagnosed. look at the look at this guy he's into physical fitness doesn't that make him a white supremacist <laughs> i think it actually makes me um well i am so glad to be able to be healthy and fit and having gained the knowledge and the experience and knowing that diet and exercise play a crucial role in your life and your ability to actually live life. But nowadays, if you, if you are promoting physical fitness, you're in some way hurting somebody's feelings that is fat. 
Okay. So, so if you're so, fat and you're proud of it, I I'm well, okay with that. You I have a right to be if you want. Put Bill Gates be. in jail for trying to sell Impossible Meat, then right? Yes. I mean, he's trying to make everybody healthy. This guy. Right. Oh my God. He cares so much about health. <laughs> right. So this is this is the, the hypocrisy in what they say and the statements. Like Anthony Fauci, it's like we'll put a mask on. Well, what's stopping oxygen from getting to your brain? A mask. <sighs> Well, and they want you to eat crickets. They're not going to eat the crickets, but you should because it's healthy for you. <laughs> Although there's proteins that don't break down in crickets. No, I don't want to hear about yeah. proteins in crickets. <laughs> but, you know, they have such a nice texture. Well, they don't break down. That's the problem. It's, it's an endoskeleton. So it, they're not good for you. They're not healthy because it ends up, that stuff can actually cause di- diverticulitis because it gets stuck in your lower intestine. So, I mean, it's just terrible. That sounds awful. <laughs> right? Ugh. Wow, you know, I I, ha- I I happen to really love soft shell crab. Is that kind of like eating a cricket, or is it, or are those okay? I don't know. I'm with you there. I'm I like them because they're crunchy and they're you can tasty. Be a and roll any day. Oh, I love soft shell crabs. So anyway, so this Andrew Tate interview, he's talking about how he wants to become a climate activist. Now, do you know why he wants to become a climate activist? I don't know why. Okay. All right. Because if you're a climate activist, you get to fly all over the world in a private jet. Uh, Martin Heinrich, he's a uh, climate activist. Is he? Yeah. Does he have a private jet, too? I think he gets accused of flying around in the private jet a lot. Maybe I should become a climate activist. I want a private jet, and I want to fly all over the place. Right. Yeah, right. What do you Sounds but, like Would fun. you like that? Yeah, I would go I would, for that. I would like that. Yeah. I bet Greta Thunberg is flying around in a lot of private jets. What do you think? How did she become an expert on climate? How did she become available stuff? to do anything at all? She's just a kid, you know what I mean, that came out and yells a lot. Yeah, I know. I know. And and she has this kind of like, if you saw that one video of where uh, Trump's walking by and they catch her on, she looks kind of like like a child of the corn or something. You know, <laughs> you know, remember that movie Children of the Corn? They got these really evil looks on their faces, and it's like they stare at you like it's the blue eyes. Going to drag right? you into the cornfield, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So it's like almost extra. It's extra blonde, almost white hair, right? Right. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, one thing he has mentioned, and I want to mention this again, too. I haven't mentioned this in a long time. I, it, I, I have no desire to kill myself. Why? I'm, Why would you? I am not feeling suicidal. Are you, Stella? No, no I love okay, my we life. We need to remind everybody of that. Yeah. What, what about you, Lucas? Are you feeling suicidal? No, I'm living life and loving it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We, well, we're just going to go on record that. Okay. okay? <laughs> and, and he mentioned that numerous times during this, uh, during this interview. He says, I continually, he says, I want to I mention that I have no desire to kill myself. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and, and why do you think he said that? Because he's going to be in jail, maybe. Well, he threw him in jail. And they'll that's say, right. And he, oh, he hung himself like Epstein. And, they might you know, Epstein him in the jail. Who that's knows? Right. Yeah. You know, where you where you hang yourself from a bedpost with a bedsheet. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even see how that's possible. Do you? I, 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 and, and people are buying that? Yeah, it wasn't possible. I mean, I still believe that Epstein is alive myself. I mean, I saw the picture of the man that they portrayed was him, and Epstein didn't have big floppy ears like this guy that was laying there, and he had like a crook in his nose. Epstein didn't have that. He looked completely different, when, and then they shadowed it. You know, It was kind of dark when they showed it. Tucker Carlson actually did a whole thing on the whole Epstein murder and that it was – anyway, so if – I don't know. There's, uh, there's different uh, 
viewpoints on that one there. And it's uh, mm-hmm. Carlson. He, he brings up a lot of other points. There, there's like 14 other inmates, I think, that evening. And none of their names are going to be released or none of the names were released. Mm-hmm. They were all transferred to other facilities without any other information. So it's it, it's a very interesting story. Well, they're lucky that they got released and didn't. they weren't found dead, you know. At least they were released somewhere else. Maybe, right. we don't even know. Not released, but transferred to other facilities is most likely what happened. Probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah, of course. You know, we were talking about the physical fitness, and I mentioned uh, that uh, being as you obviously are in physical fitness, uh, into physical fitness, Lucas, that you're obviously a white supremacist. Did you know that? Do you know what? I would probably say that's probably the furthest from the truth. I um, I grew up in Florida in a very diverse neighborhood. Um, and unless you're a, a jerk to me, I'm not going to be a jerk back. It's one of those things. You, I mean, people, and I think this is true. People say mirroring energies and things like that. But you get what you get when you give out. So if I give you sass, you're probably going to sass me back. Mm-hmm. But if I'm nice to you, probably going to be cordial and nice to me until I sass you back or sass you in some sort of, well, you're not allowed to sass people nowadays. Well, I know, but I mean, yeah. apparently it, it happens all the time. We don't trust each other that we're going to not sass each other. So we're just expecting it all the time. We're right. On, we're right. on edge because we're like, I know they're going to say something that's going to trigger me and I'm just not going to see. I, I love it when somebody comes along and, and tries to insult me because I get to come up with a better insult for them. And I think that's fun. Do you know what? I've gotten to the point where I'm like, is your life really that sad that you have to insult me when you don't even know me? Yeah. And and then I just have compassion and I'm like, that's really terrible. Well, you know, it must suck to live a life like that where you just got to beat somebody else down to make yourself feel better somehow, especially like on Twitter and social medias. Uh, All these people think they're giants. There are people on social media that are out there insulting people that have no place insulting other people. They should look at themselves in the mirror. Some of the people that have insulted me really need to take a look at themselves in the mirror. And it's like, do I really have a place insulting someone else? (laughs) Right. <laughs> have I looked at myself lately? Right. Yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. Well, I, I, I saw this article on uh, BizPack Review, and it, and it has something to do about MSNBC, how they, they, they did an article about, it says here, in the paranoid fantasy world inhabited by leftists, there are few things that aren't viewed as being impacted by the phantom threat of white supremacy. By the way, I, I've never met a white supremacist. Have you guys met a white supremacist? If I did, I probably didn't recognize them. I, uh, do they have, like, clubs? You know, the other day— I was going to say, I grew up in Florida. Don't ask yeah. me that question. <laughs> the answer is yes. And then really? Like, well, yeah. And I'm like— and then you, you, do they? Is there, like, a club you join? The white supremacist club or something? I, I, I don't quite understand. Part of the club. But okay. My brother had a friend who was very not kind to other people, especially of different color and races. And it was uh, one of those things is like, what happens in your life that you associate everybody of one race or color right. that they aren't capable of being a good person? Mm-hmm. And 
He's just an unstable racist jerk. It well, sounds like it's a mental. It's a mental illness. Yeah, I would it say is. just like anything else. And it's like I mean, and we know that there's mentally ill people that walk the streets here in America. We see them. They're talking to so, their self and everything like that. It's, it's like, like welcome to the bus stops here in Albuquerque. Uh, you see I them know. All the time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. I here's the thing. It's like I I did a search. I was really curious about this white supremacist thing. So I did a, a search on. DuckDuckGo and Google, it's like, how do you, you know, why, how do I become a member of a white supremacist Or how group? do I detect them? You know, <laughs> what, what are the clubs available out there? I couldn't find a single one. <laughs> I looked really hard. I'm really good at searching on the internet for stuff, and I could not find a single white supremacist organization that, that could be joined. Or a classic could take. Or, or anything. Yeah. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. You think if there was that many of them out there that there would be organizations, white supremacist organizations out there that you could join, right? Wouldn't you think? Well, yeah. You know, I, I remember somebody wrote a, a a little thing on me on Facebook, and and they said she's a homophobic massagist. I mean, these big old words, I didn't even know what they were, and I thought, what does all that mean? And they go, well, it said you're homophobic, and I said, why? And I said, half of my staff that was with me was gay. I mean, they're the only volunteers that came. I had to use whoever <laughs> yeah, came. Right. And they were good workers, so yeah. <laughs> so I didn't consider myself homophobic and the massagistic and all these other Zionist, all these words I didn't understand. I go, what are they? Well, they didn't mean nothing. I mean, not, not anything that I was. And I thought, I don't know. And they said, well, I'm, and they'd say all these horrible words about themselves. And I said, what made you hate yourself so much? You know, wh- why would you hate yourself so much? That's so weird. What made you hate yourself? What? You got something to say there, Lucas? No. You have this look on your face. Here, here, look at that look on his face. There we go. You look puzzled. <laughs> well, you know, th- this article goes on to say that... Um, a few things that aren't viewed as being impacted by the phantom threat of white supremacy and MSNBC invited an onslaught of ridicule upon itself for tweeting out an article sounding the alarm that staying in shape could be a sign a person might be a neo-Nazi. Wow. Wow. Now, I, I'm not really sure about that term either. Neo means you're kind of a Nazi, but really not quite a Nazi. I, I, uh, so, is that uh, so, kind of like a semi truck? So I'm looking at the. Like, the tell mes- me. I'm looking at the message and considering the source. I'm like, well, when okay. you have a source that says this is the information, and we're saying we're stereotyping and lumping anybody who is in this into this category, it, it makes you realize maybe the source is skewed. Hmm. Really, maybe, you think and, so? And you would think that you know you just read it just a little bit, and you're like. Huh. They're not saying nice things about people. They're saying mean things about people. They're not saying that. uh, And they're lumping all people into one category just because of a physical characteristic. Well, that seems very stereotypical and actually something that people that actually participate in, I don't know, things like uh, discrimination kind of do. And I'm like... So who's being discriminatory here? Is it the people that are writing the article, mainstream media, whoever that source was, obviously has a problem with discrimination and is inherently a racist, right? I guess so. You know, I'm looking at some comments on Facebook here from uh, from Michael, and he said it's called Arkin Arkinside. Arkinside. Have you heard that term? I have not. 
Michael, you ought to call in and talk to about talk to us about that ter- that term, what that means. 505-444-5059 if you want to call in. We don't know <clears throat> we don't know what that means, but we're very curious. I'm not sure. Yeah. And then here here's here Mike. We got Mike and Michael, you know, they watch every week. Mm-hmm. And I, I got Mike here that says, Try finding out who heads up Antifa. They claim it's an idea, not an organization. Well, I'll tell you what I know who heads up Antifa. Uh, Lucas, have you gone to Antifa.com lately? Have you looked at that website? It's not one of my frequent visitations on my, <laughs> my check, Google history. Check it out. If you've never checked it out, I want you to look at it right now. And I want you to tell me what Antifa.com, what the leadership of Antifa is, what website that goes to. I, I, I just want you to, to verify that for me just to... That I am not and, the only one seeing this. And just for the people at home, it's Antifa. Redirects to White House website. That's right. It, t- it redirects you to the White House. It has all along. Wow. Joe Biden proudly supports Antifa. And all you have to do, any if you guys that have not done this, if you don't believe me, go to your computer, type in Antifa.com, A-N-T-I-F-A.com, it takes you to whitehouse.gov to this day. Well, where they can look up the press releases for yesterday and find out that the president is authorizing for troops for, uh, I guess, some sort of European campaign. Have you seen that? No. Oh, hey, we got we got a caller. <gasps> is that Good. awesome or what? Okay, hold on a second. Okay. Good. I'm glad we have a caller. <laughs> Bring the volume up on the uh, phone system there. Okay. Caller, you are on the line with Becca and Stella. Who do we got there? This is Michael. Hey, Michael. About time you called in. What's up? You got a lot of noise in the background. Can Can you turn off your speakerphone and just talk directly into the phone? It's like really noisy. Sorry, I was actually underneath the exhaust vent with a compressor going. Oh, nice. Okay, so what's what's on your mind? <laughs> well, Arkansas is what they used to say because all the Clintons keep having people commit suicide. Oh, yes. That's right. Either getting shot in the back of the head multiple times, or fall, or crashing in an airplane, or falling off a building. Yes. So that's considered Arkansas. Yes, because that was how the Clintons eliminated anybody that has dirt on them. Nice, nice. Okay. So what else is on your mind today? Well, let's see. Hey, hey I, uh, while I got you on the phone, Michael, what is I your idea of being a patriot? Um, somebody that supports America, somebody that supports anybody that supports America, and nothing like what our current state government has. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Anything else, Michael? No, that's not it. I try listening to you every Friday when you're on live because I don't get a chance to do it on Saturday. And I like to send in my comments to you. And I appreciate today, them. Facebook did not notice. Yeah, Facebook didn't notify me that you were actually online. I work for a government company. I won't say. It's just say it's the largest educational facility in the state. And it's... <laughs> web system will not let me access you on Rumble, so I have to listen on Facebook, and it has a tendency of blocking that, wow. too. So I didn't even know you... I get to work and look up, and say, oh, 9.30, Stella's been on for half an hour, and 
Fact, we've been on for half an hour. Are you follow? Are you following me on on Facebook? Yes, I am. Huh. Well, yeah. Facebook. Uh, I I'm honestly surprised that Facebook has not. Uh, uh, shut down my page yet? I'm really, I'm really surprised by that. You know, early on during the scandemic, I had a whole bunch of followers on Facebook, and they canceled my web page, and I never got it back. And I had, I don't know, I had over a thousand followers at that point in time. You know, but yeah, they canceled me. So. I don't know. I'm surprised I'm still on there. But anyway, that's why I uh, kind of push Rumble because I know Rumble's not going to cancel me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You know, the APS web system doesn't let you access Rumble. Right. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Anything else, Michael? No, that's it. Just uh, keep fighting the good fight. We are the resistance, as you say. We are. Thank you for being a part of it, Michael. For sure. We appreciate you calling in, and we always appreciate your comments every time. So thank you for calling in, Michael. Yes. Thanks for watching. Yeah, I had to, I had to take a, little, a quick break. It's kind of hot in my shop. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hot outside, so try to try to stay cool. Don't 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 overdo it. Not today. <laughs> Have a great day, Michael. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Oh, that's awesome, huh? That was nice because we hear from him all the time, you know, but not on the phone. So this was new. It was great. Yeah. So Arkansas. Arkansas. Well, now we know. You don't want to be Arkansas. Arkansided. All right. So uh, let's see what else we got here in this. Okay. So, oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, anyway, in this article, MSNBC, they're saying uh, on Monday, the leftist cable network, I think we can all agree they're a leftist cable network, posted a link to an article that was originally written last year by Cynthia Miller. Idris, who is proclaimed to be an expert on extremism. (laughs) We've seen so many experts over the past few years, haven't we? In which she claimed, white supremacist, latest scheme to valorize violence and hyper-masculinity has gone digital. (laughs) The far right is exploiting physical fitness as a means to lure new recruits. (laughs) For crying out loud, is there nothing you can do nowadays without uh, being labeled? I don't know. Do you know what? Then that's exactly right. They want to put labels on every labels, labels. You know, and after a while, the labels don't mean a thing. Like racist was a horrifying thing to be called, right. and now when they call you racist. It's just uh, like yeah. now it's a word you okay. just ignore. Yeah, everybody's a racist. Nobody cares, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what color you are either. You're still a racist. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, that was one of the things on my list when they called me all those names. And she's a racist at the very end because that was the end thing at the time. Racist. Racist. Oh, no, I'm a racist. I mean, everybody assumes that I'm Hispanic because it's New Mexico. And so I'm I'm like, where's the... uh, I'm not Hispanic. I'm Anglo and... uh, I don't take offense to it or anything like that, but it 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 goes to show people's look will judge by the book of the cover mm-hmm. without even knowing anything about the content of one's character, right? So the whole Martin Luther King thing um, of civil rights, I mean, is not being done by anybody on any side. Mm-hmm. So if people actually looked at their own, like you said, look in the mirror, and then they'll realize. And so it... 
it's just going to continue brewing and brewing and brewing if people don't have that self-reflective moment of well i'm, I'm looking others. at you now right here and you look hispanic to me because <laughs> you're, you're in well, new mexico he does a little bit I don't know. <laughs> hey guys you're listening to freedom speak with becca marie and stella don't go anywhere we'll be right back Have you been wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at perkinsprotectiontraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Hey, Stella. 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 How's it going? I'm excited. I really like this show today. I think we're having a good time today. A lot of good stuff to cover today. Yep. So uh, we're here with uh, our guest, Lucas Gothier. Can we do the good times, good times thing? Good times, good times? Good times. Now you say good times. 
Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> That's right. Good times. We're having a good time today. I think that's important. You know, I think regardless of the awfulness that's going on in the world, I think we have to admit that that is occurring. I think we have to take time to have a good time. Good times. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I, I ride my Harley. I go out. I'm, I, do I, I don't look like a biker, do I? No. I don't have a single tat nowhere. I don't look like a biker at all. Where, where's the tats? I, no tats. Right. Not a single one. Not even the kind that wash off? No, not even those. Not uh, one of those fake sleeve shirts. No, 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 <laughs> none of those. No, none of those. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I, I have a Harley. I enjoy riding. I go out. I ride my ATV. I go camping. You guys got to go out and have some fun. Loosen up a little bit. Yes, the world may be coming to an end, but there's no reason you can't have fun in the meantime. Well, that's it's the end of the world as we know it, right? It's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel fine. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, so, oh, here's a good one. Okay, I like, I like this, and this is so true on this interview with uh, Andrew... Andrew, is it Andrew Tate? Andrew, Andrew Tate. Tate. Andrew mm-hmm. Tate. Yeah. With, uh, I mean, there's just so much material here. I just got to cover it. Mm-hmm. You guys got to watch this interview. It's fantastic. But anyway, he's talking about how I remember back when I was a kid, back in those innocent times when I was growing up, that a promiscuous woman was not considered virtuous. They had names for women like that. Started with an S, ended with a T, <laughs> or the W and an E, or like a like a like a farming implement, like a right. hoe. Right. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they would say things like that, and but nowadays it's being glorified as being a good thing. It seems like values, um, modesty. Things like that are being are just being demonized nowadays. And if you say anything about this, then somehow you are the one that has something wrong with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I try not to judge anybody because everybody has to answer to God, you know, and for their everything you've done or whatever. But you know, yeah, if if you have a woman that's very free with her body everything i don't know of a man that really wants to take charge of her and uh, care for her you know defend her protect her and that's what andrew tate was talking about that it's a man's duty to uh find a virtuous wife that wants to get married and be monogamous raise their children together teach them what they want to teach them you know because they're your children and, and Having somebody that's not monogamous and hasn't been all their life is not really a trustworthy person. Yeah. You look like you were going to say something. No, I was Lucas, no. I mean, in his interview, he also says that he was going to Sweden to go to nightclubs and stuff like that. I was like, well, that's not really the place you find a virtuous woman. Probably not. I'm just wondering, you know, motivation-wise, there's some things I don't agree with Mr. Tate. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) Yes. And so, I mean, maybe if he was at Bible study, he'd find the woman he's looking for. That Proverbs woman has probably been Bible study, not at the nightclub. Could be. Could be. I think he goes to a nightclub just to go dancing. That's you know? what I think. Some yeah. people actually do and go to nightclubs to go dancing. And loud music and entertainment yeah. and stuff like that. And you see a lot of crazy stuff out there. It's entertainment. I don't think that everybody that goes to a bar is actually looking for someone to hook up with. Not, not. Well, like there's a bar I go to every week where I do karaoke. Mm-hmm. I like right. to sing. Right. Okay. And. Um, What's your go-to song? 
Oh, Everybody's got to go. I've been singing a lot of uh, of Stevie Nicks songs here lately, like <laughs> right. Rhiannon and Dreams. I, I've been working on those two songs, right. and I've had somebody refer to me as Stevie before. That's like, it's like you were channeling Stevie. Like, <laughs> all right. She never drinks no alcohol at all, so it's not hardly like ever. A, yeah, because yeah. if you go and you get totally drunk and stuff like that, maybe some things like that could happen. But a lot of people that go there, like I go to go dance and exercise, whatever, and I still don't drink anything. I just drink a lot of ice water. Yeah, because you're yeah. working out. That's right, yeah. which makes you a white supremacist. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take the title. <laughs> you know, he he talks about that, and it's like you know, and it's like these movies and 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 media and everything. They're portraying men as useless wimps, and women as the the butt kickers and the tough you know tough ones, you know, doing all the fighting and everything like that. They're trying to change this whole attitude towards towards men as as men pretty much being just useless. And 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 you know, in a way the state and it does the same thing. It's like I heard I was listening to a commercial I did the other day in which they were talking about how wonderful the child support program is. It's like, you know, get these useless men out of the house. You don't need them. You can t- we'll we'll you know we'll confiscate their money. You don't need them in the house. I mean that's that's the way I look at it, right? Does it look that way to you? It does to me. I mean, I've heard women, several women, young women in their thirties, saying, "I don't need a man. I can pay my own mortgage in my own house and raise my own children." But where is the um, male influence in that? You know, every child needs to have a male influence, also a strong male influence. You know, just having a mother. But just because a relationship ends doesn't mean that the father's responsibilities or his relationship with his children end either. Um, You know, and and it's one of those things. As as a a father of two who's no longer married to. um, And I'm like, I still make sure that I'm actively engaged with my children's life. Mm hmm. And still an influence in their life as well. So I think it's the father's responsibility. And I mean, I guess that's where the, you know, the toxic masculinity may be coming in. Is making sure that I do act as a provider as well. If, you know, if not by means, but at least by, you know, character and values and principles and making sure that my kids understand where I came from as well. And, you know, and what, what you expect what, from what, them? No, what they're capable of in yeah. life—not expectations. I mean, expectations. Every everybody knows what. If you've got expectations, you're <laughs> asking for trouble. So you're gonna be, you're asking for disappointment. So there's no expectations, mm-hmm. but it's it's letting them be free and knowing that they're supported to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I am, I am. You know, I am in no way opposed to uh, a strong woman. I I think ideally, you know. Would, a woman should be strong. They shouldn't just be a pushover and, and allow themselves to be abused and, and stuff like that. I am, I'm not into that at all. But at the same time, men need to step it up. You know, I've noticed a lot during the past few years in which we've been out doing a lot of this standing up for our freedom. And, and the majority of us that are out there fighting are women. It's That's like, right. where's the guys? Mm-hmm. Where are you guys? You know, why aren't you out there fighting, too? Uh, I, we need everybody. We need all hands on deck on this. Do you know what my brothers yeah. tell me? You do enough fighting for all of us. Go ahead. 
<laughs> like they don't, they don't want to pick up a sword or, or a sign. It's or, like the movie White Chicks and like here, hold my poodle, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. is, is, is this what the women are doing to the men in America is just hold my poodle while I go out and take care of the patriot business? Well, that's kind of what's going on, oh, wow. right? I, I don't know. I've been to all of these functions. Like I said, you're right. It's it. And we, I've even said, is it going to take women to do this, you guys? Because you need to stand up. You're the protectors. You're the strong guys, you know. But women are the ones that are dictating now what's going to happen in the country, mostly women. And, yeah, go ahead. You can fight. I'm fine. I think masculine men are fantastic. I, yeah. I, I like them as long as they're respectful. And it's like you can be strong and you can be a protector and you can be respectful all at the same time. That's ideal, mm-hmm. I think. You know, they were... Uh, Let's see, another thing he was talking about, he was talking about uh, people wasting so much energy on these stupid pronouns <laughs> for crying out loud. I, and, and, and the one that gets me the most is when somebody wants to refer, be referred to as they. It's like, what, you got a multiple personality complex going on there or something? What's, what's up with that? What's up with the pronouns? Well, that's a good way of keeping everybody divided, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's all division. It's you know, all, mm-hmm. I, I, I saw a thing that a friend of mine wrote on Facebook the other day in which they were talking about pronouns. And it's talking about, okay, anybody can just come out and they can say, I, I identify as this. And I demand that the government force you to recognize my pronoun. Mm-hmm. So you can be anything you want right now, right? You can. You can be anything you want. All right. So I'm the president of the United States. Absolutely. And so you refer to me as Mr. President. Mr. Pre- okay, Mr. <laughs> president. I'll refer to you as Mr. President for the rest of this show. Well, you need to refer to me as the best radio broadcaster ever to walk the earth. Is, that's going to have to be an acronym because that's way too long to say. What, what you got a good one for that? <laughs> you know, in Michigan, they're making that a reality, though. They actually passed a bill that you have to, uh, uh, you know, use their pronouns. And if you don't, you can go to jail for five years and get a $10,000 fine, and it'll be a felony. You'll have more than one felony just for not referring to them by their pronouns. What is that? Well, you know, if if you hurt somebody's feelings, you should be held accountable. <laughs> right? I'd be in jail all the time. That's what they're saying. Yeah. You know, another thing he was talking about is talking about uh, the feminist movement, okay? And like I said, I'm all for strong women, but, you know, women... I remember way back during when all that started, and it's like women wanted to be recognized as equal to men. Well, you're not equal to men. That doesn't mean that you don't have strong points that, it, okay, the, the point he made, which is a really good one, both men and women both have strengths and weakness, weaknesses, and that's why they work so well together, because one fills in the gap for the other. Right. You know, women are not as physically as strong as men. There might be a couple of exceptions out there, but not very many. But, you know, men, they've historically, I mean, if you go way back, I mean, we're the hunter-gatherers, you know, they were out there killing the wild animals and bringing home bringing home the, the, the dinner and, and doing all the real hard lifting and work. And, and the women were utilizing their intelligence and their, their home-making skills and, and raising the babies and, and doing all those things that they do really, really well. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. Comparative advantage. Is what we like to call comparative advantage. Comparative advantage. That's the uh, that's the term. Is everybody has their own comparative advantage? You have a skill or a, a skill set that is superior than mine. 
So that's your comparative advantage. You say it's, you know, doing nails. I have no idea. Uh, well, you <laughs> know, he, he, did, he did say that he loves women. Don't get me wrong. He said, I love women. They are super intelligent. I think that they, they were really needed. But everything that he said about a woman was amazing because, you know, they make it sound like women are just uh, self-absorbing creatures. Like they can take care of themselves. They can do everything. They don't need anybody. But they're he more said, loving. They're more, more nurturing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, men, I mean, we, we, we are. At t- I can be at times. But it's like you more or less if it's fight or flight especially i mean which is what we're talking about is the establishment of these well he said that you have to you have to give women their their share of uh you know pride whatever but he said we are more emotional and we are women are more emotional some women will start crying for any little thing and he said so that's where the male part in you takes in you know and says okay i, I know understand that you're you know soothe the little and the little hurt feelings or whatever but she's very intelligent and and her role in life is very important and he made that very clear you know i i just like the whole i liked his whole interview if you haven't heard it the completely all the way through you really need to oh yeah the link will be in my show notes yeah uh michael here on facebook says my pronouns are american patriot and veteran those are good ones yeah I'll yeah truth ju- mike mike says truth justice in the american way an illegal alien he was a superman I suppose that's better than wanting to be the queen, you know, because that's, that's kind of selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, he he was talking about this whole thing of having to affirm everything. Okay, right. this this affirmation stuff. You have to be affirmed. Okay, whatever you say, you have to be affirmed. <laughs> and I liked I liked the one where he was talking about if uh, okay, so if we have to affirm everything and. Out of the taxpayer money, we have to come pay for the, to to correct that affirmation and make sure that that person is properly affirmed. So he said, "Well, in that case, if you got a woman that comes along and she's got small boobs and she doesn't feel affirmed because of that, well, maybe we should be paying to correct that, right?" <laughs> But if she or, has to, or these people that think they're a cat and they're not, not being properly affirmed. Uh, I mean, what do you do for them? I don't know. That's a tough one. Right? Well, I, when we pointed out white supremacy as being maybe a, a possible mental illness, I think possibly thinking you're a cat may be one of those. You uh, think so? Going that same line. So I, I'm just going to put that out there. But that's my opinion and not that of my employer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Got to have that disclaimer. <laughs> the... the uh, the views expressed here on Freedom Speak are not necessarily those of the radio station or of my employer. There we go. Or of Becca and Stella. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> so everybody has to be affirmed, apparently. that That's where we're headed. You have to play along with the mental illness? You mean just right. play along with it? Yeah. Pretend. So I don't know. Uh, is there anything else there on that uh, you want to talk about? I've I've pretty much come to the list of my uh, my notes I made on that particular well, interview. The, the, I think that's pretty good. We've I th- pretty I think much so. covered it. I think so too. Of course, if you listen to the interview, you'll get a lot more out of it. You know, it was a two and a half hour interview, almost two and a half hours, but it was great the whole time. Like I said, when I listened it to the second time, I felt like I got more out of it than listening and then having to break it up. I got a lot more out of it. It's kind of like 
it's kind of like watching the movie Airplane. Remember that one? <laughs> Did you ever watch the movie Airplane? Is it the guy with the drinking problem, right? The drinking, <laughs> drinking problem. Yeah, yeah. Or the autopilot. Uh, that was really hilarious. But you know, I it's like that movie. I think I watched that movie Don't maybe fish, four right? or five times before I noticed every little thing that was going on in it because there were so many things going on at the same time. It's like that. Yeah. This interview is like that. Yeah. I think if I listened to it again, I'd probably get some more stuff out of it that I didn't get the first time around. Well, you better say what you're going to say now because this is the time for the interview. <laughs> 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 Next week, you're going to have a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> so... I went through some articles in the news, and there was a thing I mentioned on last week's show. I was mentioning this, the, these idiots at Ben and Jerry's. Okay, uh, these guys are idiots. I mean, they, they keep saying one stupid thing after the other I over the years. I from Vermont, so. Yeah. This, I mean, I've never even been to a Ben and Jerry's. Is there is there ice cream any good? Do you know what? Chunky Monkey and, I mean, I'm like old school flavor, so it's like banana ice cream with chunks of walnuts and chunks of dark chocolate. You can't beat it. That sounds pretty good. I, my favorite was the cherry and chocolate one. I, cherry Garcia. Yeah, for a yeah. long time, but yeah. no more. Too bad the owners of that place are not so, such liberal, you know, liberal idiots. They really are. They say some stupid stuff. They said, okay, about a week ago, and I mentioned this on last week's show, they mentioned about how uh, the United States should turn over all the land back to the indigenous people because we stole it from them. Okay? And, and I went into that conversation about well who exactly is indigenous what what indigenous person do we recognize how far back do we go do we you know i mean we can go way back do we do we pay reparations to those to to those people i mean well, they're, they, they're they, long dead. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I'm sitting here looking I, at Stella. She's got the same gap in her teeth that I do, which is a genetic thing of people with Native American and African American. So you think the two of you are related in some Probably. Way? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it, genetics and stuff. We, we, we have been, this is a country of immigrants built on immigrants. Yeah. So who does it go to? Well, Be- because we've all been. This is true, but like they say, the Native Americans that they their land was taken in South Dakota and other places that they're trying to stop the fracking and this stuff, but they have offered them like a hundred million dollars, I think, has come up to for the land that they took from them to do you know fracking or whatever they did the statues that they put up there but they refuse it because it, it's a, a religious thing to them they well, want the land back they don't care about money well the thing is is what is then deb holland think that the government has any authority over the land that they've given the native american people deb holland doesn't know what he's, she's doing she's she's just a pupet have you listened to her talk before? She is an she's an idiot. She has Have no idea what she's inter- talking about. Uh, I think it's uh, Senator Senator Hawley had an interview with her about the issues with the Department of Interior and stuff. Like I that. think I remember that. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a pretty juicy interview. I mean, it's some pretty good. And she's clueless. Yes. Well, she was a, just an army brat. You know, she didn't grow up in the reservation or among her people. She she was an army brat. Right. She has no clue what's going on there. So the thing is, just so you have these sovereign nations. Are they truly sovereign if they have you know such federal government oversight to where they can't even do what they want to with their own property, or their own land? Oh, I know. And and so how how is the federal government going to give them reparations or even any of this stuff if since Ben and Jerry is recommending it? Um, when the government continues to think they have uh, power and authority over them. 
and that they're basically subject to the federal government. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, they're supposedly on sovereign land, but they're still being pushed around by the government. You know, kind of like the, the COVID scandemic here in New Mexico. Okay. And all these Indian reservations around the state. They were rolling over and complying with the tyrant, the tiny tyrant, the the Marxist midget. Those are two of my favorite names for her, by the way. Uh, they were totally rolling over, yet they're supposed to be on Sovereign Mountain. They closed down their casinos. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how they still have casinos. I mean, they they they, they completely destroyed themselves because from this is from what I understand. Now somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. 505-444-5059 if you want to call in. Is that they get money from the from the federal government. Okay? But that money from the federal government goes to the state first and then the state decides when to give it to them. Am I am I basically right there? Have you heard that? I don't, it, I don't yeah, I don't think that that's, that's what I heard. I don't think that's correct. No. I think they I think well, I mean, I think the money filters through the state. Yes, and I think the I mean, there's Bureau of Indian Affairs, which is the federal branch that actually does like the military, the U.S. Attorney's Office do their uh, not military, I said policing is what I meant to say. Um, does their policing? BIA does their policing. Then you've got the U.S. Attorney's Office, who basically acts as the district attorney in most cases for their case uh, on. Pueblo and stuff like that. They actually get the most of the federal money directly themselves. I understand. I See, mean, I heard, I heard otherwise. I heard it goes through the, the state. You have, I mean, and that the 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 governor can hold that over them. Well, Say, they, uh, if you don't comply with these mandates, do you know what they're actually having those interim committee hearings right now with? Uh, I think down in Mescalero mm-hmm. um, for Indian Affairs uh, interim committee with the yeah. legislature. So it's a. Uh, I'd have to tap in, but normally it's state-supported thing. They're trying to expand broadband into all the tribal areas and things like that. And, and who's got, paying for that? Oh, taxpayers. Taxpayers. Yeah. yeah, I. That's another one of those things that I've talked about before. It's like the government's completely out of control on what they're spending our taxpayer money on. It's like, does well, everybody need to have broadband? Well, that's the thing. is, is there's, like, there's broadband, but then there's also Starlink. And it's like, well, has anybody checked to see what the difference is cost-wise, whether if it's good to spend the money for infrastructure or if you just use Starlink? And, right. And I mean, Star, you know, I've got, a, I've got a good friend that has Starlink. I helped, helped her install it at her house recently, and... It's really good. It's like super fast. So you have, and it's available everywhere. Right. And so it seems to, to me like we have a government who's making decisions for the people without necessarily. And the thing is, is we know there's cronyism in government, and where one product may be benefited more than another product, like you know solar panels, for instance, and where there's tax subsidies that are given for these products, and. You know, all of a sudden we have now a preference on a particular product and industry, and all the others' competition is being basically flushed out because government has sided. picking winners and losers. Yes. Government doing that, they've been doing that for a long time. Oh, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have been, and, and it happens every day, and people don't see it. So, it's happening now in broadband, it happened, you know, with the solar industry. Um, you know, we closed our last coal plant here, and you know. Luckily, this summer, we haven't had the power issues that they were advertising in the newspaper last summer when they were talking about it. 
But, you know, we're talking, we don't produce enough in so, uh, just pure solar energy to fuel the state. No. Neither does California. That's why they're having brownouts. They're trying to put battery systems in their desert so they can actually store whatever they're creating. So we've got issues. Yeah, yeah. But we got solutions. <laughs> so, so we got a little sidetracked there. But I was, uh, okay, right. so that's okay. So what I was talking about right. last week, I was talking about Ben and Jerry's. Right. Okay. That's okay. I love going down little rabbit holes. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Everybody always does that. I was like, but I was talking about Ben and Jerry's, how they were talking about how the government should give back all this land that we've got in the United States back to the indigenous people. And I made the statement. This is so funny. It's like, I swear, I think these people listen to my show. It's like, I made the statement last week that, okay, Ben and Jerry's, maybe we should start with you. If you really think that all of us should turn over our our property, which we've worked hard for and paid for, to some indigenous person, okay, then maybe you should start with yourself. Maybe you should start immediately, shut down all of your locations, and find out which indigenous person or which indigenous people uh, rightfully should have the property that your stores stand on. And, and just shut down your business and hand it over to them. Live by example, right? Wouldn't that make sense? It does. It, it, when you're going to say something like that, I think you actually, if you're going to say the words, you have to back it by actions. I, I, unfortunately, we, we've come to, I think, expect in politics especially is uh, no one's a man of their word. No. And they're always willing to use other people's money. I've talked about other people's money before. Yeah. Other people's stuff. It's like, oh, whenever I'm giving away other people's money or other people's like, stuff, well, like, that's okay. Like taxpayer dollars paying for broadband. And- exactly. Taxpayer dollars paying for broadband. It's like, <laughs> why, why am I responsible for paying for somebody else's broadband? I, I pay a monthly fee right. to have broadband here and at my house. Right. Why don't they do the same? And if these, and if these broadband companies want to provide broad they're going to make money off this stuff so they should pay to bring the broadband into these areas because they're going to be charging out the wazoo for that broadband i guarantee that and they're going to make money off it yeah it's going to, they're going to have some upfront cost but that's the way it is when you're in business why am i as a taxpayer paying for these companies to be able to make millions of dollars right. why I so, and th- so, how far do we look back th- on this issue? Exactly. How far? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can can we go back and say, hey, look, it's the Catholic Church's fault because they did all these crusades, right? I mean, how far do we go? Oh, back? wow, that's the end of that segment already. Hey, <laughs> this time when you get into this stuff, it just get, it just goes. Anyway, I want to continue this story with the Ben and Jerry's things. Anyway. Uh, stick around for hour three. I still have tons of material to talk about. We're not even scratching the surface yet. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Murray and Stella. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 